Hello, my name is Shizuka. I'm honored to speak to you on behalf of Japanese for Peace today. I joined Japanese for, for Peace in 2006 after I helped the peace concert in August. Today I want to share some of the episodes that I have had in Australia. But firstly, I would like to mention that Nobuko Haf will join us today, later today. Nobuko is from Hiroshima and she lost her sister who was 12 years old in the atomic bomb attack in Hiroshima. I came to Australia in 1998 to work at the secondary school as a Japanese assistant teacher and since then I teach my students about Hiroshima and Nagasaki every August. This has made me become more aware of my identity of being from Hiroshima. My placement for the assistant position was in Warrnambool, which is about three hours away from Melbourne. When I started my placement, I introduced myself to the students, and they said, oh, Hiroshima, that's where it got bombed. Those students had already learned about Hiroshima and the story of Sadako Sasaki at their primary school. In a few months later, I was talking to my friend who was teaching as a Japanese assistant teacher as well at a primary school in the same town. She asked me, do you know anything about Sadako Sasaki? She was from Nagoya and she didn't know much about Hiroshima or the story of Sadako. Some teachers at her primary school were going to teach children about Hiroshima and they asked her, about, they asked her to talk about Hiroshima and the story of Sadako to the children, but she had no idea. I was surprised to know that this Japanese person from other parts of Japan didn't know much about Hiroshima or the story of Sadako. During my stay of 12 years in Australia, I have met more Japanese people who didn't know the story. I was prepared to come to Australia to teach Australian children about Hiroshima, but I wasn't expecting to teach Japanese people about Hiroshima. Now I asked the Japanese assistant teachers from the same program to help our peace concert and use the opportunity of this concert to inform young Japanese people about Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I always hope that they learn something from the concert and pass the message to other people around them. When I started teaching in Australia, my main focus of talking about Hiroshima was to get students to know about what happened in Hiroshima. But one day, one student said, Japan attacked Australia too. I didn't have enough English back then, and I couldn't say anything back to that comment. The Japanese teacher helped me, but I was too shocked to respond. I also sometimes had some students ask me, were you there when it happened? I told them that I wasn't there, but my grandparents and some of my relatives on my father's side were there. Then I realized that I didn't know much about where exactly they were and what happened to them. My grandparents never told me anything about their experiences before they died. The only people who remember about it are my uncles and aunties, but they never want to talk about it. In order to recover from the trauma, they refuse to talk about it because they will remember about it. I still want to know more about what my family went through, but I'm not yet succeeded in getting the information directly from my relatives. 
This year, I have a year eight Japanese class which has more students who are not very interested in learning the language, and it's been a challenge for me to teach. At the start of August, I'm, I prepared a lesson to introduce about Hiroshima, and we watched a documentary film called The, the A-Bomb, What Happened to Hiroshima? <coughs> The short version of this film is available on the internet and it includes the interviews of the survivors and the scenes of Hiroshima that were taken in, la in late September and October in 1945. It also introduced about the after effect of the atomic bomb. I firstly thought it might be too confronting for my students to see this movie but it was actually very effective to make students realize this really happened and there are people who are still suffering from the bomb. The discussion with them continued in the following, following lesson. One of them said, why do we need the atomic bomb? We don't need it. And another one said after the lesson, it was really interesting to discuss about it. I think these young students will be some of the important people who people to stop nuclear use in the future. Although we all have seen and known what will happen, what had happened if the atomic bomb were used, there are still bombs around the world. Fortunately, we have a new leader in the United States who is trying to change the world to abolish nuclear weapons. However, I'm reading more articles on the internet that it is actually the Japanese government that doesn't want America to abolish nuclear weapons. Now we have a new government in Japan and I hope they will support the abolition of nuclear weapons. However, we are still unsure of which way the new Japanese government is going to move in this issue. The recent report says the average age of the survivors of Hiroshima and Nagasaki are around 80 years old now and we have less people who can tell us about their experiences. On the other hand, I have recently noticed there have been more younger people in Hiroshima and Nagasaki who want to know about what happened and pass the survivors' messages to younger generation. Through my experiences with Japanese for Peace and my teaching, I have learned more about what Japan did to other countries, which has been a big learning curve for me. In order to alert younger generation not to repeat the same mistakes, I take it is my responsibility to pass the message to the younger generation and I would like to continue my grassroots activities in Australia. And I hope there will be some day when we don't have any nuclear weapons in the near future. Thank you very much.